Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Hope. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. And if you're online, welcome to New Hope. If you're a visitor, please make sure you fill out a card or fill out the tablet so we can get in touch with you. Um, There's a lot going on, and I'm going to start out by reminding everyone that tonight is our fellowship dinner. So whether you're cooking or not, please come out tonight to the fellowship hall at 5 o'clock so we can enjoy a meal together. Um, Bring soup, if you will, if you'd like to, or a chili, and there's going to be an award. I've had a lot of questions on how they're going to judge by my children, so I don't know the answer, so no one ask me. I'm going to find out tonight. The best wins. Who's judging? There's a lot of questions that have been going through my home, but we'll be there. Um, So that's going to be really exciting. It looks so beautiful out there. Y'all just wait. It's going to be great. Um, Just a reminder to families, this coming weekend is the kids' retreat. So if you have a child or a grandchild, first through fifth grade, please sign them up this week. It's the retreat. Um, Spend the night Friday night. It's going to be amazing, a time of study and worship together in this church where they're going to be sleeping. And I know it's on the bulletin, but let's, how about we overwhelm the preschool and fill up those containers out there full of snacks so that this new year the preschool department doesn't have to worry anymore about snacks. I think that we should make that commitment together. Let's just overwhelm the preschool with awesome snacks so they don't even have to go to the store and buy any on their own. So with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. God, oh, our great God, our powerful God. I feel unworthy to even speak to you, but so thankful that you have given me this relationship with you and all of us. You created us. You love us. You know us. You know everything about us. Yet you still love us and you still want a relationship with us. I thank you for that. And I'm in awe of that this morning, God. I pray that you quiet my mind and all of us, Lord, as we worship and and think on the words that we sing, Lord, and the words that we hear from your scripture, and, and ponder that in our hearts with joy and with, um, with a desire to grow and to learn and to change and to tell others. Give us that power of the Spirit where we want to jump up and go and tell everyone we see after this how great you are. How worthy you are to be praised and adored and followed because you are perfect and sovereign. Oh, I can't even get through this prayer, Lord, without just nonstop telling you how amazing you are and how thankful we are to be in this relationship with you, Lord. And I just, I just want to leave it at that. I love you so much, and we praise your holy name. Amen.
had a good morning thus far uh, in, the, in the house of the Lord in Bible study and uh, seeing and hearing and learning what, what God wants you to, uh, to have in your life, how He wants you to live, how He wants you to change your life from the way it is to the way God desires it to be. We're going to continue that study this morning as last week we spent uh, in Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 through 7 in pursuit of wisdom, you recall in, in verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We're going to apply God's wisdom uh, to our life in, in order to live a, a righteous and, and pleasing life in the eyes of God. And as we work our way through Proverbs, it's going to be a, a long study, a long series, so just uh, Settle in and let's uh, let's enjoy the ride together. But uh, there are there are two major themes that are that are interwoven throughout this this book that are overlapping thoughts in the book of Proverbs, and we've already addressed them last week. We're going to continue to look at them in the weeks to come. But those thoughts are wisdom and folly, and wisdom, which includes the the, the correct application of the of the knowledge and understanding and instructions and teaching and discretion uh, that God gives us in obedience to God in the fear of the Lord and, and, and uh, following the Word of God. And so follow, uh, follow, folly is everything that's just the opposite of wisdom. We saw in, in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, the, that that identified the, basically the type uh, the, the title, the purpose, and the motto of the book of Proverbs. And then beginning in verse 8 today, chapter 1, verse 8, is where we're going to pick up today. We're going to see a, a long series in, in the chapters to come of uh, 10 consecutive sermonettes, with each one beginning with the words, My Son. If you will, go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. We're going to pick up there and and we could say that this is a, these little sermonettes could be called the theology of two ways, the way of wisdom and the way of folly. And, and so like the son that Solomon's talking to in this passage or in this, in this book, we all have to make that choice. We all have to make a choice of right and wrong, wisdom and folly. And we'll see in this passage and we should not only listen to God, but also listen to our parents. And so, uh, kids, listen up. Adult kids, listen up, okay? Because this is not only for youth and children, but it's also for adults as well. It's for everybody here today. We're going to see that, uh, uh, that, that wisdom comes from God. It also comes from our parents. And so let's see what Solomon has for us today. And notice who he's writing to. He says, listen, again, listen, my son. Solomon wants the best for his son. He wants the best for his son. So he's, so he's teaching him how to, to live a, a God-honoring life, a God-pleasing life. And folks, we all want the best for our children, don't we? We all want the best for them. We all want them to come up 
in the way of the Lord and, and be good kingdom citizens. And so we're to share these Proverbs and, and other teachings of Christ with our children. And let me, let me suggest too that, that these same teachings are teachings that we can share with our adult children. Okay? Again, so these, these teachings are for everybody. Let's read Proverbs chapter 1, verse, beginning of verse 8 and 9. Again, it says, Listen, my son. I have a message left uh, on my phone and, uh, from my dad who passed away seven years ago. And I wanted it. It says, Hey, my son. In that kind of attitude and in that kind of voice. And I, as I was reading this, I, I thought, that would be my dad. Listen, my son. And Solomon shares this proverb with his, with his son. He says, listen, my son, your father's instructions. Listen to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. You see, one thing about mom and daddy, they taught us as a team. They, <clears throat> they brought us up as a team. And there was... We kids tried to, well, Mama said this, but can we? Mama gave us this instruction, but we didn't go to Daddy because we knew they stood as one. <clears throat> they parented as, uh, as a team. And this is what Solomon is saying here to his children and to, and to parents today. Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. In other words, they're going to make you better. They're going to make you look better uh, in, in the eyes of other people and in the eyes of God. And so, and, and so think about last week as we ended the, in verse 7 in fearing the Lord. And the idea of fearing the Lord was to stand in awe of God or to respect Him and to submit to Him. Well, right after he's teaching in verse 7 to, to fear the Lord, that he goes right into verse 8 with the same idea, with the concept of, of to fear your parents or to respect your parents and listen to their counsel, listen to their wisdom. And so Solomon instructs him to, to listen to his father and mother. Therefore, pa parents need to be leading their children in agreement with one another. They have accumulated wisdom over several generations between them. And here they want their son not just to embrace truth, but to know God. And isn't that the, de the desire of every parent, that our kids would embrace truth and know God? Isn't that the desire of every grown adult for their grown adult children to embrace truth and to know God? See, the parents' philosophy and their teaching and their discipline should, should be the same. They should be on the, the same page. And so married couples should be parenting as a, as a unified team. And we see throughout Scripture, especially throughout Proverbs here, we, the instruction to, to listen to our parents uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. It says, listen, my sons. To the Father's instructions, pay attention and gain understanding. 
In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. In Proverbs 23, 22, Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. And so wisdom of, uh, of listening to your, to your parents can be found in, in their knowledge. It can be found in their, in their experience, in their wisdom. Combined, they have many years of, of knowledge and learning, don't they? they? They've been there and done that, haven't they? Most of it, anyway, right? They've had so many more experiences than, than we could ever think to have. And so we can learn from, from their wisdom, and their, their wisdom and their teaching is a blessing to our life. And so kids, when you hear, youth, when you hear your kids you know, instructing you to do something, it's for a purpose. They've been there, done that, okay? They want you to live a God-honoring life, and they're trying to lead you in that way. And, and so Solomon is, is, is encouraging them to, his son to listen to his parents. And then he moves uh, into the warning. <clears throat> it's just a very interesting verse that comes up. And notice that he warns about the sinner. How many times have, have parents, have we tried to, to, to teach our children about drugs and alcohol and sex and all this kind of stuff? All the bad things is on the bad list, you know. But listen to what Solomon warns against. He warns against the sinner, not the sin. He says in verse 10, he says, My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. All oh, the lives that have been ruined by People hanging out with the wrong friends, the wrong people, right? There will be temptations of, of ill-gotten gains and deception and harm, just to name a few. And so the warning here is to avoid the sinner's call, avoid the, 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 the sinner's invitation to join them in mischief. And so we need wisdom, the wisdom of discernment, in order to see the, the evil schemes that are developing around us, that are happening around us, uh, the, the, the schemes that people are trying to entice us and invite us into. We have to know what's going on. And so Solomon turns his attention to the, here to the secular world, the world that his son is, in, is about to encounter, perhaps that our adult children are, are already encountering. And we see there, there's the persuasion of sin, the, the principle of separation, the perspective of, of self-destruction. The persuasion of sin comes from the sinner. In verse 11, he says, If they say, come along with us, let us lie and wait for innocent blood. Let us ambush some harmless soul. That just doesn't even sound right, does it? But yet, people fall for that invitation all the time. Does the, does the sinner invite us to, to hide our actions? Do those that, that, that invite us to do mischief and, and evil, do they, do they want us to hide our actions and not be above board? 
in what we're doing and what they want us to do? Of course they do. It says, come, let us wait. Let us, let us ambush. <laughs> Let's hide and wait on. Is there an invitation to, to hurt someone physically, emotionally, spiritually, or financially? Very often there is. Look at the temptations of the easy life in verse 12. It says, come, let's, let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole, like those who go down to the pit. Here it is. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. We'll fill our houses with the good things, with the nice things. Look at the money we're going to get, the riches we're going to gain. If you come with us, let me show you the easy life. Let me show you this way of life. Oh, you don't have to work so hard for it. Here, here it is. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us and we will all share in the loot. There's an invitation here to, to have riches and pleasures and other things that, that aren't ours. It's the invitation to, to the easy way, to the easy street. And this invitation is coming. Solomon's warning against the, the sinners that, that invite us into this. And yes, we're all sinners, but, but here Solomon is talking about the habitual sinner, those who, who, who live a lifestyle of sin. These are the people that your friends, uh, friends that your parents warned you about. Be careful for the sinner will lead you to death and destruction. The wrong friends, the wrong people in, in school, in, in your career, in your job, in your neighborhood, they can lead you to death and destruction. So choose your friends wisely. These people, they will... They will appeal to your selfishness and, and the benefits look glorious only for a moment. It's the shortcut to fun and fellowship and riches and there's a draw and an attraction of, of great power. But in the end, the sinner will lead you into a death spiral of sin where the sin will take you farther than you want to go keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. Verse 14, it says, Cast lots with us and we will all share in the loot. This is an offer to fellowship and companionship. And acceptance and companionship is the greatest attraction in gang membership. Those people that are searching for friendships and inclusion are often drawn to the gangs. Now, ironically, it's also one of the primary needs of people, of what people are looking for when they come to church. They're looking for that fellowship and companionship, friendship and, and, and fellowship together. Then you have the principle of separation in verse 15. And 16, you see here Solomon wants his, his son to stand strong and, and be true to his faith and, and stand up for what he knows is right and, and stand firm to make a, the right decision. 
and not be led down the wrong road by the wrong people. He's saying, son, you know what is right. Do what is right. Choose the right path. He says in verse 15, my son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path. Do not set foot on their path. How many times have we seen people, or maybe we have said, oh, I'm just going to try it a little bit. I'm just going to put my toe in it a little bit. I'm just going to look and see what it looks like. I'm just going to investigate it and see how it looks. It looks a little shady. It's a little in the gray area, but hey, it's not completely black and white here, so, so let's take a look at it. And here Solomon is saying, folks, when you see that gray area, when you know there's a temptation to be led down the wrong road, don't even put your foot in it. Don't step your toe in it at all. It says, for their feet rush into evil, and they are swift to shed blood. See, their whole plan, their whole idea is to go down the road of evil and mischief and destruction and death. Solomon is saying, don't even, don't even be tempted by it. Don't go near it. But turn away from it. You see, we need the wisdom to be able to recognize the, the temptation that's going on around us. And, and my goodness, it's the temptation is for everybody here today. There are temptations in our life that will lead us to destructions all around us. And so we need the wisdom and discernment to, to recognize those temptations and, and not follow after them. We need to know, we need the wisdom to know where we're going and who we're, who we're going with. There's an old saying or thought or philosophy or whatever that you will become like your five closest friends. You will become, you will develop into what your five closest friends are like. And so let me ask you this morning, who, who are you hanging around with? Who are your friends? Who are the people that, 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 that influence your life? Who are your five closest business associates? Your teacher friends, your, your class friends, your co-workers. Who are the five closest people that you hang out with? Who, who are the five closest spiritual examples in your life? Or five mentors in your life? Yes, I know Jesus associated with, with sinners, but He fellowshiped and spent large amounts of time with His disciples. Peer pressure is good if it's the right peers. And so Solomon warns his, his sons to choose his friends wisely. Perhaps that's God's message for you today. Do you need to evaluate the people in your life? Do you need to evaluate who those people are that you're that you're hanging around with? Are you, uh, is God challenging you today to, to, to evaluate your, your business associates, 
your classmates, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, the people you do recreation with? And to ask yourself, are there people in my life who, are there people in my life that I know are no good for me? Are there people in, my, in your life that aren't good for you? Are there people in our life that, that tries to pull us away from doing the right thing? Are there people in our life whose sole intention seems to be bringing us down a bar, bringing us down a notch? Solomon says, here, get rid of them. Get rid of those people. Don't go down their path. Eliminate them from your, from, from your uh, people. Don't associate with them. Instead, find other people that are, that are more like-minded of where you are and where you want to be in life. Because our decisions can bring about self-destruction. Verse 17 how useless to spread a net, a net where every bird can see it. Some of you here today are, are hunters or have hunters in your, in your family. <clears throat> well, they don't just get up in the morning and, and throw the shotgun over the shoulder and go out in the yard and just stand there and start hunting, do they? <laughs> no, a lot of effort goes into it. A lot of trouble goes into, into hunting in order to, to hide from their prey, in order to, to have a good, a good day of hunt. I mean, they put on camouflage pants and coat. They even camouflage their guns sometimes, right? They hide, you know, they climb up in the trees and they hide in the trees in the deer stand or, or in the uh, turkey blinds. They throw out duck decoys and use, you know, hand calls, all in an effort to to hide themselves and disguise themselves from their prey. And they do all that they can in order, to be, in order to be successful. They don't do anything to intentionally hurt their odds of a successful hunt, do they? It says these men lie in wait for their own blood. They, they, they ambush only themselves. And such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Our decisions have consequences. The things we do impact our life. It impacts the lives of others. Our actions have consequences that can lead to self-destruction. Our decisions will take us down the right path or the wrong path. The path to, to, to life or the path of death. What causes a drug addict? Drugs, right? But every day people start using. Don't they? What causes cancer? Cigarettes. Primary cause, but yet every year... People start smoking, don't they? What's the cause of divorce? Many things there, but the number one predictor of divorce is 
is how a couple speaks to each other. How they talk to each other. It's their, it's their hurtful words or their prideful words or their abusive attitude. It's their time when they don't appreciate their spouse. They, they disrespect each other. And when you hear couples beginning to talk like that, you can it's an early sign and a warning that, that separation and divorce may be on the horizon. King Solomon offers words of wisdom to, to teach his son and, and to teach us and to, and to give us instructions on how to live a kingdom life. But folks, we have to determine ahead of time that we're going to follow God's ways, that we're going to choose His ways, that we're not going to dance in the, in the opportunity of temptation, but we're going to follow after His ways. Folks, we can't keep company with the evil and wicked people and expect to live the righteous life. If the sinful men entice you, don't give in to them, Solomon says. And then we need to avoid being put in those, in those temptations. And so we have to determine beforehand, don't set your foot on the path. Don't be found, don't be caught in the midst of the temptation. God's Word says there's always a way out. There's always a way to flee the temptation. Folks, take it. few weeks ago, I picked up someone who needed a ride to work, and I wasn't familiar with the business or, or where it was, and so I was dependent on, on, on this young man for the directions that he was giving me. And so he, you know, as we drove, he told me what roads to go down, what roads to turn on, when to, when to change lanes, because he knew where we were going, and he knew how to get there. And ultimately, we arrived safely. Because he told me the way. Folks, God knows where he wants us to go. And he knows the best way for us to get there. He knows what his will is and what his plan is for our life. And he knows the best way for us to get there. And as Christians, we're called to be in obedience to God. To follow after him. To follow after his him in obedience in order to, to follow His will to get to where He wants us to be, to, be, to become the, the people He created us to be. Let me ask you this morning, are you intentionally striving? Are you intentionally striving to know God? And have you determined in your heart that no matter what happens, whatever comes your way, you are going to, to please God. Do you need to find new friends? Are you putting yourselves in, in unnecessary tempting situations? During our hymn of invitation, I want us to take a, a few minutes to ask ourselves those questions. Are you intentionally striving to know God? Have you determined in your heart to please God no matter what? Are there free and new friends that you need to find? Do you need to get rid of some friends? And are you putting yourself 
and unnecessary temptation situations. I want you to consider these questions and then commit to God whatever you need to. Seeking His wisdom and, and His guidance. In verse 19 again it says, Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Folks, pleasing people and going along with the wrong friends will ultimately suck the life out of you. It will, it will ruin your reputation. It will damage your, your relationship with God. It will rob you of the joy of the Lord. Choosing to please God and not man is the very best decision that you could ever make for yourself, for your life, for your family, for your church, and for the kingdom of God. So choose wisely. And may your prayer be, Jesus, just keep me near the cross. For I want to be yours. I want to be held by you and led by you every day. Let's pray. Father in heaven, the temptations of the world is enormous. And the people, the evil that exists in our world, and God, the people are everywhere trying to draw us away from our life in Christ. They're trying to draw us away from you, Lord. Father, we pray today for the wisdom to make those right decisions to recognize the temptations around us, to recognize the, 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 the evil people around us, the, those people that aren't good for us. And Lord, give us the strength that we need, God, just to be bold in our faith, to maybe to, to move on for some people in our lives and attempt to draw closer to, to the people we need in our lives. And so, Father, today, just help us to choose wisely. And God, it is our prayer that you would keep us near the cross so that we can live a God-honoring and a God-pleasing life in your eyes. And so, Lord, as we ask ourselves the questions, Lord, convict us of the things we need to be convicted of. And bring us to the point of repentance so that we can remove any hindrances between the relationship we have with us and you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer and for answering our prayer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
dream.